You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. I wanted to actually title this message, It's a Small World After All. It came to me on the plane. Stacy and I were chatting about what I wanted to share. And um, I, I started remembering the lyrics. If anybody's been to Disneyland with little kids, they've been on the ride. It's gotten stuck in your head for a thousand times over, even way past the time you've gotten off the ride. And I looked at the lyrics, not that I needed to look them up. They're in my head at all times when I'm thinking about this song. But it says, uh, one of the verses says this, and this is what I want to preach on this morning. It's a world of laughter, a world of tears, a world of hopes, and a world of fears. There's so much that we share that it's time we're aware. It's a small world after all. I mean, yes. Stephen, that'll preach, right? So I'm preaching. (laughs) So the first thing that I want to point out out of that lyric is, is this, that it's time that we're aware. Awareness, that's point number one. Awareness. It is so easy, and I am guilty of this, to just get sucked in to routines, sucked into the calendar, sucked into, you know, your daily thing. You get up, you do your life, you go to bed, repeat. And it's so easy, especially being humans, we're kind of creatures of habit, right? Um, To get into our mode where our world becomes a bit monotonous. I'm going to say that, especially if you have little kids, it can be like, wow, I'm Groundhog's Day. 2020 was just Groundhog's Day every day. But um, we can get so consumed with our own life that it's really great to take an opportunity like this Sunday to just reflect on the fact that the world does not revolve around us. I know, it's crazy, but it doesn't. There's a huge world, and I love the juxtaposition of the fact that it's a huge world, but a small world at the same time. And when we get outside of our own little bubble, when we can get outside of the echo chamber that sometimes we find ourselves in, we can break out and realize that God is so big, yet he is so intricately woven himself into every single detail of every single person's life in the entire world. I mean, how incredible is that? And if you have traveled, and Mike had mentioned this in a message earlier, our faith really connects us. Like if you travel, when I traveled um, to Africa, which is where I spent most of my time doing mission work, it didn't matter where we grew up. It didn't matter our income status. When we met somebody, we didn't even speak the same language. When we met somebody that was a Christian, it instantly connected us. How incredible is that? When we have this awareness that we're actually brothers and sisters and all over the world, there are believers and that is something that connects us together. It's so cool. Seriously, it's so cool, you guys. Um, So I want to just broaden our thinking, broaden our awareness this morning as we go into Compassion Sunday. Um, So in college, I was... I've come a long way, you guys, but in college, I just wanted to literally, like, I wanted to travel the world and be a missionary to the nations, and I just wanted to take Jesus everywhere and, you know, immerse myself in Africa. Literally, I went to Africa for the first time in college. I spent a month in Zambia, and I was dead set on moving there. Like, I'm going to move here. I don't need college. My parents were freaking out. They're like, Katie... 
you do need college. I'm like, no, I don't need college. I'm just going to move to Africa and adopt 20 kids and be happy. <laughs> and so that was my mindset in college because I was so enamored with the Holy Spirit. And I honestly thought that the Holy Spirit only was in Africa. <laughs> I'm, you guys are laughing, but literally I thought in order for this exciting Christian life, I had to go to Africa because where I went to church in Texas, the Holy Spirit was in like the back closet, you know? And so it was pretty boring. Church was kind of boring because nothing really ever powerful happened. And so I thought that I had to travel to Africa to see the Holy Spirit. There was power there. There was, you know, we used to joke and say in Africa, all that was there was God, Satan, dirt, and kids. And so it was amazing because you could just see on full display the power of God. The kids understood evil and darkness. So when you gave them Jesus, they were like, yes, I'm in, leaving that behind. And they were delivered and you would see God heal. And I was just like, yes, this is what I signed up for. This is what I want my life to be about. And so I thought that you could only do that overseas. I was very naive, very ignorant to the Bible, what it actually said, that the Holy Spirit lives inside us. So wherever we go, if we invite the Holy Spirit to do the powerful things that he does, and he can be on full display anywhere. Praise God for awakened church, right? But that was my dream. And I went um, with this incredible nonprofit, very similar to Compassion. And my role was the, the investigator, the one to actually create the profiles for the kids so that they could be sponsored in the States. So when you get your, your sponsored packet at the end, you'll see a little bio of the kid. So I was the one that went to the slums and found the kids and got to know their stories and I would write down <clears throat> who they were, where they came from, their situation so that people here could sponsor them. And um, they, it really honestly changed me for forever, being able to go and see how God moves, how he loves, his pursuit of people everywhere, equally. He loves people so much. And I got brought into those stories. And um, I'll never forget, you know, walking through these little slums and, and there's no doors. It's just fabric, you know, so these kids are so vulnerable. Anybody can come in or out whenever they please. And, and um, it's really heartbreaking to see their situations. And I was just constantly taken aback. Like these kids are in such extreme situations. You know, they're sleeping on, on dirt. They don't know if they're going to be able to eat. And you give them Jesus, and it's like, they are so joyful. They love their life because they have Jesus. And to see that is absolutely incredible. Um, we, we would have to rename a lot of the kids um, in Africa if they were born... Um, out of an abusive situation or if they were a burden, they would be named things like hated one. Wow. And so when we would find out their name, we would actually share the gospel with them. And then we would give them a new name. And I remember this little boy, his name was meant hated one in his, um, in his language. And we gave him the name Abraham. And we, would, uh, we brought little beads so that they could have their name on a necklace and we told him what his new name meant. And it was literally like he transformed from this 
depressed, you know, shamed little boy into just this vivacious life. Abraham, yeah. And so these are just, I mean, I could literally, honestly, you guys, like I spent two summers there and I could probably spend hours sharing stories of all the amazing things that I saw God do and, and the awareness of, of how big and how amazing God is and how the gospel prevails over all. And we are carriers of that gospel. If you guys could put up the picture of the sky, I actually wanted to show you. So I took this photo um, right after I had said goodbye to uh, this one particular slum of boys that I, I really fell in love with. They changed me forever. And I just said goodbye to them. And I looked up and this was the sky. And I just remember looking at it thinking, that looks like the same sky in Texas. That looks like the same sky in San Diego. Like, God, you are so amazing that we sit under the same moon, the same stars, the same sun as so many different people all over the world. But until we are invited into that awareness, it's like we can just go about our life. Like I've looked at the sky, I look at the sky almost every day. And that day in particular, when I looked up, I just felt God say, I see, I'm faithful, I'm consistent. It's not resting on your shoulders, Katie. I am the God of the universe. But there's an invitation into an awareness of what God does, who he sees, who he looks after, who he cares for. And it, it humbled me. And it made me feel so grateful that I had the gift of stepping into a new level of awareness of who God is and how he loves and how he pursues. It's God's glory, full displayed, fully displayed. It brings such depth to life. And I know that talking about things that are hard, it's like some people lean into it and then other people just want to like, you know, the term ignorance is bliss. They just don't want to know because they don't want to be held responsible. But as believers, this is why we're here, guys. Like, we are invited into responsibility. We're invited into an awareness so that we can take part in what God is doing here on earth. So that leads me to point number two, responsibility. Now that we have seen, we are responsible. James 2.26 says, faith without deeds is dead. And if you're sitting in here and you're thinking, my faith feels a little on the dead side, well, then maybe you haven't activated it. Maybe you haven't actually said yes to the responsibility of being a believer. Maybe you haven't allowed God to bring you in. And guys, it's not like it's a depressing thing to have responsibility. Mike has preached uh, this quote, and I wanted to reiterate it. Jordan Peterson said, the truth of the matter is that the meaning that will sustain you through life is to be found in the adoption of responsibility. And the heavier the res responsibility you're willing to adopt, the more richly meaningful your life will be. So responsibility is not something that's gonna weigh you down. 
It's going to bring you into a more enriched life. You're going to see things completely differently. You're going to have an outlook where you'll have access to more wisdom. You'll have access to more of the power of God. The more we accept responsibility in our life, the more we are um, brought into kind of behind the curtain of how God does things. And it's incredible. It's adventurous. It's, it gives, honestly, you know, we're created for God's glory, okay? And here on earth, we're able to give opportunities to give glory to him. We're like reflectors of the glory of God. And the more responsibility that we say yes to, the more we're able to give glory to God for. And it creates a flow of responsibility to glory, responsibility to glory. And you're able to see this flow. And it's so incredible because you'll start living your life in a completely different way where you're going to see the move of God. You're going to see the things that before you never saw. When you walk on the street and you, you see all these people and they look asleep, they look asleep because they are. And it is our job and our responsibility to bring in and usher in that glory of God to wake people up from their slumber. Amen. This is how we do it, guys. This is it. Faith without deeds is dead. It is time for our deeds to be on the forefront and not the back burner. All right? Amen. So I remember um, the second time that I was in Africa, I was... I, I felt this tension because in between those summers, I had met Mike, and he messed up all my plans. <laughs> yeah, because I fell in love with him, and I'm like, oh, I didn't want to get married yet. I wanted to travel the world and be a missionary to the nations. <laughs> and so I was walking with God and just like, God, I had all these dreams, and I want to be here. I want to continue to do your work here. I want to continue to be here for these kids that had just stolen my heart. And I remember exactly where I was. It was in the evening time. I was walking and just praying, listening to worship music. And, um, and God spoke to me and said, you're not to come back here. And it kind of, you know, when you, whenever God speaks something that's totally right field from what you are thinking he's going to say, then it kind of just, you're like, excuse me, come again? <laughs> and he said it again. You are not to come back here. You were born in America. You were born to plant yourself into the soil of your own nation and bring what I have shown you here to the nation in which you live in. And um, I remember I had a good cry about it because it, it was easy to, to live a life for God when you're on a mission field, you know, when all there is is dirt and people and, and the good and the bad. And so I, I was just thinking, like, how can I get around this? Because <laughs> I love this place so much. And, and then he spoke to me about the kids. And he said, the kids that you have ministered to, the kids that you have introduced to me, they have a call of God in their life to change their nation. And what you have imparted into them, they are going to take and change their nation. And what's incredible is their nation now is a Christian nation. Zambia is now flipping into a completely Christian nation. Yes, it's incredible. And, um, and so I was on that walk and I said, okay, God, fine, you win. Surrender my life to you. I get it. Okay. And so I left Africa and I came back to the States and it's actually what led me to uh, become a social worker. And so I got involved with social work and worked with foster kids, which is a whole nother message for a whole nother time. But the point is, 
this. When you know Jesus, you have an access and an invitation to the most beautiful responsibility you could ever say yes to. And it will change you for the better. In James 1.27, it says this, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is to look after the orphans and the widows in their distress. If you want to throw that second picture up, uh, so this is me <laughs> with um, some of the boys that uh, I got to know over that summer, and they're so funny, and I could tell stories about each one of them. Also, a funny story is this is the picture that Mike saw on my Facebook, and he was like, okay, I want to date her. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So um, that was cool. <laughs> So he asked me out, but um, I wanted to put this picture up because I, when I look at these boys and when I, when I think about what they have to go through and when I think about the things that, you know, they're grateful for joy and they're grateful for knowing God. And then I'm sitting here like, oh my gosh, my latte is not hot enough. <laughs> Like, it really changes your perspective, guys. Like, and people will say, like, Katie, you're, so, you're always so grateful. And it's because I've said yes to a bigger awareness of the world. And I, every time, like, I, I didn't take hot showers in Africa because there wasn't hot water. And I remember the first hot shower I had when I got back, I was just like, I will never, ever again take for granted the feeling of a hot shower. Oh, my goodness, just to be completely like an esteemed shower, like what a gift. And to lay down in clean sheets. Every single night, we get to lay down in clean sheets. And every single morning, we get to open a pantry with multiple options of food. And then we get to walk outside and not look and see if somebody is going to shoot you. And we get to live the most privileged, incredibly blessed life. How could you not be grateful? How could you not be overwhelmed with the goodness of God that we get to be Americans in this beautiful nation, in this beautiful city? Oh my goodness, thank you, Jesus. But knowing all of that, when I look at that picture, it brings me back to that scripture, the most pure religion that you could ever experience, the most precious thing that you could ever be included in with God is taking care of the orphans and the widows and, and being able to be a part of a story of a child. You will see the heart of the father more than, I'm, I, I will put my money down on it. You will see the heart of the father of God more than any other thing when you include yourself in the life of an orphan. Because like the scripture says, these these kids matter to God. And through that, you're able to realize how much you matter to God. And how humbling is that? Like you are so loved by God. God knows every single hair on your head. He knows when you sit down, when you rise in Psalm 139, he perceives your thoughts from afar. He loves you so much. And when you say yes to the responsibility of of taking care of what God loves most, the most valuable resource to God, people, then you are able to see pure, unfiltered religion. And it's, 
it's incredibly grounding, especially in the world when, you know, you're in church or you're in, you're in communities and, and you hear things about what the church should be or shouldn't be, or you're doing more of this, you need to be doing less of this, you should be open, you should be closed, you should be doing this. When you, when you get down to that most pure religion of the heart of God, that he loves people so much that he sent his son to die on a cross so that we could be saved, you get to experience the gospel over and over and over. And it's refreshing and it's rejuvenating and it keeps you going. And that's what we get to say yes to, guys. We have this beautiful responsibility to sponsor, to tell these stories. Again, faith without deeds is dead. We have a responsibility to prosper, which is my point number three, blessing. Blessing. The fact that we're sitting in here today means that we are blessed. You are blessed. And sometimes it feels uh, like, you, you know, you're not blessed because of different circumstances. But the fact of the matter is that I can 100% tell you that you are blessed because you are sitting in here today. And we have an opportunity because we live in this nation to create a flow. And I love Grace's tithe message. It was so perfect. And I want to amen it um, because living in our nation means that we carry the blessing of Abraham. We are the gateway of blessing to the nations of the world. Every single nation looks to America. It's, it's incredible. And one thing that I love about our church is that the soil is so rich, not just as a nation, but as a church. And I wanna um, encourage you to continue to plant yourself in the house of God where the soil is rich, where you can grow because God wants to do something through you. Because you're American, because you're a believer, you are actually the blessing and the gateway to not just your family, not just our, our community, but to the nations of the world. If you don't believe me, it's in the Bible, okay? Galatians 3, 7 through 9 says this. Understand then that those who have faith are the children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles, which is me and you. That, well, besides Stacy, she's a Jew, but all of us. <laughs> all of us are the Gentiles. If there's some other Jewish heritage, you know. But he's talking to us, you guys. Like, we're included in this, Okay. <laughs> Well, Stacey's automatically included because she's like, anyway, I digress. All right, Galatians 3, 7 through 9. And this is Paul referencing the blessing of Abraham that God made a covenant with back in Genesis. So it was initiated in the Old Testament, but it was preached by Paul in the New Testament. Okay, this is not Old Testament. This is for today. Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. All nations will be blessed through you. Not just America, not just Peru, all nations. How phenomenal is that? And God made a covenant with Abraham that that would be how it is. And we are seeing that played out through America. 
How incredible. We were founded as a Christian nation. So that is why our soil is so fertile. That is why our soil is so rich. That is why the American dream is so incredibly powerful when it comes to the gospel, because we are the source. We are the ones that can flow out into Peru, into Cruzus. That is what gives us the ability to adopt entire villages as a church. How incredible is that, you guys? So this is what I want to to just reiterate my heart to you. And Grace said it. I'm going to reiterate this scripture. Proverbs 11:24 says, "The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller." And if you feel like you are in a place where you just need to break out, you need to, you know, mix things up a bit. I would encourage and challenge you to sponsor a child. Because what it will do is it will constantly be reminding you that the world is big and small at the same time. And that on the other side of the world, God is doing incredible things and he is inviting you into those incredible things. I want you, as your campus pastor, I want you to experience the kingdom of God. I want you to have insight into the Father's heart for his children. I want you to have a bigger worldview. I don't want you to have a closed-minded worldview. It will not do you well in life. It will rob you of joy. It will rob you of the blessing of God. And I want you to be able to see God's glory revealed. So I'm going to pray over you guys, and then we're going to watch an incredible video, and then Pastor Stacy's going to come up. But I just want you to know, you know, as I was praying this morning, I just want you to know that God sees you. And he sees these kids in Peru. He sees you too, though. And um, I just really felt like there, there are some of you guys that have felt a little... Uh, overlooked. And maybe it's because of circumstances or, or things that are happening in your relationships. I don't really know what it is, but can I just encourage you today that God loves you so much and he sees you and he has good things for you and you're in a good place and you can trust the soil of this house. When you plant yourself in this house, you will begin to experience the Holy Spirit like you've never experienced him before. And it won't be a one-time thing. Like we are going on nine years and everything is still so exciting. Just as exciting as when I was in Africa, which is incredible. Yes. So let me just pray over you, and then we're going to watch this video. God, we thank you so much that you are a good father. We thank you, Lord, for, for blessing us, for putting us in such an incredible family, God. And I pray, Holy Spirit, right now, that you would minister to every heart here today, God. I pray that you would stir their hearts, Lord, rebirth and reignite passions in their heart, God, to get involved, to serve, to experience how incredible you are, the power of God that will be flowing into them right now. I pray that they would steward it and that they would be blessed blessed and that we would see your glory all around the world. And it's in Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.